Welcome to West Virginia Uncommonplace. Today, today, I have a very special guest with me. Um, she has a tutoring program that she's here to talk to us about and so that we can get to know her a little bit better. Here is Gabrielle. Hi, Gabrielle, nice to meet you. Gabrielle, right? Gabrielle, yes. Yes. Um, and would you please tell the audience uh, about yourself and what you do? All right, so my name is Gabrielle Critchlow. I am the owner and director of A Step Ahead Tutoring Services. It's my uh, brainchild, I guess. Um, so I work with a team of people and we provide in-person and online educational services. Um, so tutoring is one of them. We also do uh, resume assistance, um, I get my thoughts, uh, graduate school counseling, college counseling, test prep, um, a lot of the, um, the common things that, that people look for. Uh, most of it, uh, most of the things that we offer is one-on-one uh, -on -one tutoring and test prep. Um, we uh, are doing a lot more online services as of late, uh, given the pandemic. Um, so we've definitely been transitioning into that, uh, but we still are going in person just on a limited basis. Most of the work that we do is now online. Okay, so here's my major question for you. All right, what inspired you to start all this? Because there has to be a place in time in life that either you didn't get tutored or you needed the help to make you want to do this. So please let us know what made you want to start this. Sure. Um, so it all started in college. Um, I think I was always like the brainy student. Uh, so I, you know, not to toot my own horn, but uh, I think I was, I was always like the goody two-shoe and the honor roll student. Uh, but it started in college. Um, I got a work study grant um, in my financial aid package and, you know, it was free money. I had to spend it. So, um, you know, I, I looked at, there's a list of uh, job opportunities that I saw and one of it happened to be a tutor at an after-school program for foster kids. And I thought, hey, I could, I could tutor, I could do that. Um, so I did that and I really enjoyed what I did, um, you know, helping the students with their schoolwork, getting to know them on a personal level. Uh, it was at that time that I discovered that tutoring is not just the academic help, but it's also the relationships that you're building with the youth. Uh, so there's a lot more, um, pieces that go into um, helping someone. Uh, there's the academic piece and there's also the mental health piece as well. Uh, so I continued with that after school program um, until my work study finished. <laughs> and uh, I decided to work for a couple companies, uh, which that was in person. Uh, so I did that for a few years and then those companies shut down. Uh, so I decided to continue that uh, and I did it privately 
uh, where I was paid directly. I did that for uh, several years. Uh, and then I put it off for a bit, but then I decided to uh, pick it back up when some of my old clients reached back out to me. So again, it's those relationships, you know, it always comes back to you. Uh, so I continued that and I, my church had a small business event and I was actually there for another reason, but, uh, but I, I went there and, you know, uh, one of the evangelists was talking about starting a small business and the power of owning your own company and the benefits of owning your own company. And I thought, you know, how cool would it be to, to own a company and to hire people uh, to create something that impact a lot of people. And I was inspired since then. And I decided to take the leap of faith and here I am. Okay. I like that. Now, uh, rolling along with this, what type of education did you have to get to formulate all this? Because it seems like it's a lot. It seems like there's a little bit of psychology you had to get in here, a little bit of business here and there, and obviously the education part. What type of education did you have to attain, and how long did it take you to get it? Um, I mean, I mean, just to be clear, you don't have to get a particular degree to start a business. But me personally, I got my bachelor's in psychology. And I got my master's in mental health, sorry, clinical mental health counseling. I have to say the right word. Uh, so clinical mental health counseling. So I stayed in the social sciences uh, for my bachelor's and master's. Um, I didn't get any formal business training, so to speak. Uh, it was more kind of um, self-learning. I did with that uh but um but yeah I think most most of my I think all of my educational background was really in the uh psychology mental health counseling fields so a lot of my experience was that and that experience I carried into my business okay so in building your business what obstacles did you uh incur or occur when you were doing this like because there's always people you know we always talk about the finer points of things but we never talk about the actual obstacles what obstacles did you face doing this um you mean besides the pandemic yeah. um <laughs> let's see um i would say um hmm I guess getting funding uh, in the beginning because I it was really my money uh, that I that I put into the business in the beginning. Um, I think it was um, definitely finding people, uh, finding clients, um, reaching out, uh, working with a, a low budget. I didn't have a lot of money to work with. Um, so I think that was definitely a challenge. You know, how do I, how do I market on a low budget? You know, how do I um, perform my business duties on a on a low budget? So I think I didn't have a lot to work with, which I thought was a was a challenge to me. Um, 
I think being a one woman army also has its challenges. Uh, you know, kind of, I wear a lot of hats. I have a lot of arms. Uh, so I kind of do uh, almost everything in the business. So, you know, that in itself can be challenging. But I think with that now I'm trying to, I'm outsourcing a lot more. So I'm trying to work that out. But uh, definitely being a one woman show has its challenges. Um, um, I guess that's kind of it, you know, how to grow a business when you don't have a lot of funds to do that. I think that was kind of the main challenge. Okay. No, um, one thing about these podcasts, and I always tell people if you don't listen to them or, or nothing, we have people that skip through the podcast in certain spots. So what I would like for you to do for me real quick, would you mind plugging? And, and I do this just very blunt because it helps the audience know how to find you, where to get in touch with you, and how to get your services. Could you tell them real fast how to get in touch with you? And I'll ask you to do it a few more times in the podcast for the simple fact, like I said, people hear certain spots, they skip through and they're like, man, I want to know about this lady, but I didn't hear it. And then me and you both know that they just skip through it. Well, they know that also. So it's always yeah. good to hear, to hear um, where can they find you and how can they like, do services with you? Uh, sure. So you could find me online. My website, I wish I had like a, a thing to show. Uh, you could find me online. I guess I'll speak slowly, www.astepaheadtutoringservices.com, all one word. You could also find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, Facebook and Instagram, my username is my business name, Astepahead Tutoring Services. Twitter, it is... Um, T-U-T-O-R-A-S-A-G-S. Okay. Username. And, and thank you very much for that because uh, it's so crazy. People can always just go to Facebook or go to one place to find me, but everyone goes a different route for some reason because some people don't have one or the other, which I find yeah. a lot in this day and age, but that's how it goes. Okay. So you're, you are a teacher, basically. That's what I want to say. Just not, not officially. Not officially, but, but listen, yeah. you're a teacher. You're a mentor, you're yes. an influencer. So how does it make you feel to encourage and mentor people? We're not gonna put an age on it because anybody can come to you for your services, correct? Yes, anybody. Anybody. So how does it feel to encourage and mentor people? That has to be a lot of mental anguish sometimes because you know, in a way you're shaping someone, you're giving people fundamentals or you're helping them re reinforce or enhance their fundamentals. So how does that make you feel? It makes me feel a lot of different things. Um, <laughs> it definitely has its challenges, uh, but this is where my mental health training comes in. Um, there was another person I was talking to about this. Um, you know, I find it easier to, I guess, work with younger, than older, uh, but um, it's what I was saying before, it's it's so much that goes into tutoring. There is an emotional aspect to it and a, and a, and a mental health aspect to it. Um, so like uh, a, a fourth grader 
with quote unquote behavioral issues, for example. Um, you know, they might be acting out and throwing tantrums and they don't want to read, they don't want to write, they don't want to do anything. Um, while I do have my personal limits, you know, as a mental health counselor, you know, we were taught to like look under the problem, you know, like why is that happening? Uh, it could be that while we think, oh, the, the child doesn't want to learn, it doesn't want to care, it doesn't care, you know, they don't care about the education, but if you look deeper into the problem, it might be maybe they don't understand it and they don't know how to express that they don't understand it. Maybe they don't know how to read. And that happens a lot when you have an, a ninth, a nine-year-old who doesn't know how to read. And it's like, and they're forced to read. So it's like, when you are not at your grade level and you're forced to act on your grade level, you know, there's that clash. And, and when things clash, you know, things just explode and it explodes externally or internally, depending on who you are. Uh, so in terms of the, the acting out and the not wanting to do the work and you know, it's, it's, you know, we don't want to take things at face value. We definitely want to uh, get under the problem and, you know, uh, maybe they just, um, maybe they grew up in an environment where, you know, education was not enforced in the home. Uh, so like if, if it's not being enforced at home, how are you going to enforce it in school? You know, so it's, there's a lot of different factors that come into helping someone. Um, so it's not just the academic aspect of it, but it's also the mental health aspects of it. So it's, it's like, you're not fighting one thing. You're fighting a bunch of different things all at once. <laughs> so, uh, so to answer your question, uh, it's, it can be daunting, uh, definitely exhausting, you know, when you try to deal with one thing and then another thing pops up and then another thing pops up, but you just have to remember all those things affect the primary thing. You know, it's like the common example is the onion, right? You, you peel off one layer and then there's another layer and you keep peeling all those layers until you get to the little, to the seed. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, so that's what it is. So it, there's a lot that goes into tutoring. Um, so it's so it's a lot. <laughs> so because a lot goes into it, it's definitely a lot of energy that goes into it, which can be exhausting and frustrating. And, yeah. So it's a lot. But I think <laughs> the beauty of I think the beauty of tutoring is that once you peel all those layers and then you get to the core, it's like, whoa. And you see the changes in these students. It's like, it's like you're, you, uh, someone told me like what you're doing is you're changing the direction of their lives. You know, so it's, they might've, uh, maybe if they kept going the way they were going, you know, they 
probably would have, well, I don't want to make assumptions, but they probably could have went and down a wrong path. But because you came in and stepped in and you actually worked with them, they went a completely different path. You know, maybe they wouldn't have pursued college before you and now they want to go to college and now they want to go to grad school. And so it's, it's changing the, changing the direction of their lives and and affecting the careers that they choose and affecting the schools that they choose and affecting the jobs that they choose, you know, all that goes into tutoring. So, so while it is exhausting, <laughs> uh, it definitely is rewarding in the end. Knowing that you're changing someone's life. Yeah. And, and the thing that that's amazing, like um, a lot of people don't consider themselves influencers and stuff like that when it comes mm -hmm. to these type of services. So let's detail into the service. If I wanted you to request you as a tutor for in-home tutoring, barred, there's no COVID, but when COVID ends and we get yeah. every vaccination, yeah. um, how does that, that, that process work? Do I go to your website and look for that? What, how do I do this? There's a, there's a few things. Um, so on the website, there is a request a tutor form uh, that you would fill out. There is an, there is an option for in-person services and online services. You fill that out and then I'm the one that reaches out to you to talk a little bit more about what you're looking for. Um, you could also contact me directly. Um, I'll also give my phone number as well. It is 347-762-2838. You could also call me and say I'm looking for a tutor um, or text me. I could also do text. Um, and I would say, um, so what grade is the student in? What are the problem areas? Do you prefer in-person or online? How often are you looking? Um, how soon do you want to start? I would get all those details from them and, um, and their budget in terms of how much they can afford to pay per hour. And then I would match them with the appropriate tutors on my staff that can um, meet what they're looking for. And then I would contact them back and say, I have somebody for you, here's so-and-so. I'm, you know, I'm going to set up your first meeting and, you know, you two, and the two of you can work it out from there. Okay. Now let's go on in, in, into detail since you're, you, you talked about it, but you didn't go into too much detail. Online tutoring or canceling. How does that work with you? Is that something like, cause you know, everybody's using the video technology. The audience won't know this, but we're actually using Zoom to see each other. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and all that. Um, what technology are you using for the online tutoring? Because uh, the thing here for tutoring and counseling, the thing here is that technology has become amazing because of uh, COVID. I mean, we've always had this video. We could have always used Skype in the past, but Zoom has become the latest craze. Yes. Um, and, um, you know, FaceTime and uh, whatever Google's using at the time. I'm an Apple guy, so I can't <laughs> tell you what they're using. So uh, how do you go about doing this um, This uh on tutoring and canceling and is this something that you do you did mention you do it one-on-one -on -one, right yeah is there, is there any time that you ever do it as a group effort 
So I'll let you tie in first to tell us about how we get started. First yeah, you asked me two different questions. So in terms of the technology we use, uh, we definitely use Zoom, number one. Um, I do let the tutors decide what technology to use. I don't really, um, I don't really, what's the word? Um, Put a I don't limit. Really, yeah, I, like I don't really uh, micromanage kind of that, but um, I, I uh, discovered Zoom uh, during the pandemic, <laughs> and I was like, "Whoa!" Like that completely changed my life. So, uh, so I definitely, uh, I I personally use Zoom. Uh, the tutors on my staff they tend to use Zoom, Skype. Uh, Google Meet. Um, I forgot about Google Meet. I always leave that alone. Yeah, <laughs> Google Meet, FaceTime. Um, so there's a lot of different things, but I think Zoom is the, the number one that we use. Okay. Um, and the second question, remind me what the second question the, was. <laughs> well, it was actually, well, well, it was kind of tailored to the sense of what services are offered online. Um, well, pretty much everything. So the, the same thing we do in person, we do online. Um, however, um, I forgot to add this particular service. We do proofreading as well, editing and proofreading. Oh, wow. uh, that is that is strictly online, but um, everything else is the same in person or online. Um, so we do the one-on-ones. You did ask me about groups, I remember that. Um, so we don't do a lot of groups right now, uh, but we are open to that. Um, so we are definitely looking to, to expand that particular service, uh, but most of the work that we do is this one-on-one. Okay, all right, so um, inside a podcast, we always get very intricate with things. So tell me <laughs> about test prep. How do you help out with test prep? Right, so whether it's in person or online, um, and it, it is however the tutor wants to do it, uh, but I'll talk about myself personally. Um, so I am, I'm a tutor for my own company, of course. Uh, so for test prep, what I like to do is, well, it depends on the exam. So I've noticed a lot more SAT as of late, <laughs> SAT requests. Okay. Uh, so I like to, um, and I assume the other tutors do this as well. We like to use a lot of old exams um, that is available online for free. And um, we go over uh, testing skills um, and how to answer the questions, uh, testing strategies. Um, uh, we also use a lot of online sources that are also free to the public. Uh, so me personally, I like to use Khan Academy um, as a tool to uh, facilitate the test prep tutoring. Um, so we, we use a lot of free resources. Um, um, if it's in person, we would print out those old exams. We may purchase a uh, we may purchase a test prep book. Uh, so we we use other resources. <laughs> okay. 
to do it. It's not okay. like we have our own workbook. We, we use other stuff. Okay, and, and that's awesome there. What about this college counseling? Because that really interests me because, you know, and, and I'm going to say this just about my personal journey. When I was in school, this is what you were taught. Um, and this is in middle school, in eighth grade, because uh, our junior high, we didn't have ninth grade there. Our ninth, our ninth grade through 12th grade was a high school. So in eighth grade, you were taught uh, two things. There's going to be an athlete, and then there's going to be an academic type of person. And then in ninth grade, we were taught there's an athlete, an academic, and then there's a trade school person. The trade schools are working part of the uh, branch of things. Um, our academic and athlete should have been taught to be an academic athlete, mm-hmm. but they were taught two different things. So how do you help someone with college counseling? Because when I was going up, growing up, you had to have, you had to be one of the three. And later on in life, I went to college, but I was told from the get-go that I was a trade guy. I was very intelligent. I have a good vernacular, but I just wasn't college material. Now, I wasn't told that to my face, but my test showed that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we, I've never heard of that. <laughs> it's like your fate was determined for you <laughs> in, in high school. Uh, but yeah, again, the tutors, how they do it is up to them. Um, but, and it depends on what the counseling is for. Uh, so if it's something like um, help my child apply for colleges, that's one thing, you know, help with uh, financial aid, that's another thing, um, help me or my child, you know, find a school to go to, um, that's, that's another thing. Um, uh, the work that me personally that I tend to do is more uh, like filling out the applications. Okay. But um, but yeah, it's it's whatever it is that they're looking for. So so you With tailor any kind of guidance. That, so you so you basically tailor make it so that it's suitable for the client. Yeah. So whatever it is that they need, you know, I I provide that. So they they guide and you know I. I, I don't want to say they lead and I follow, but you know they they um they let me know what they're looking for and what they want done, um and then I, I help them with that. All right, so you enhance them. I like that. Yes. And also, you have a graduate school counseling, which that's amazing because after college, not a lot of people get help, even though they've been through yeah. it one time. Graduate school is a whole nother ball game. Yes, from what is. I've been told. <laughs> yes, it is. From what I've been told. And um, on that note, like you said about the editing and proofreading, um, let me ask you this. Is that service, even though it's online, is that extended to even authors, people that have books? Yeah. Um, so I prefer more like essays, not so much uh-huh. books, but um, then that's a lot more that goes into that. It's a lot more pages, a lot more time. Uh, so we are we are open to that to books but my personal preference is more essays but um, essays admissions and essays yeah, and papers resumes like 10 pages 10 15 pages so if somebody's got a term paper they definitely can come to you and get you to read it and tell them give them some clarity up, yeah make it concise not, not right? write it not write it for them just want to make it clear but just you know spruce it up a little bit yeah and make it real concise okay now Let's go back in time. 
when you were 18 years old, did you ever, ever think that you would be here today with your own business? No, I did not. <laughs> when I was 18, um, it's funny uh, that you asked me that uh, because when I was 18, um, I was in, what's it called? Uh, that what it's called, but um, summer youth employment, that's what it was. Okay. Um, so I actually made it to summer youth employment program, uh, which is like a lottery for jobs. For okay. Teenage, uh, for young adults in New York City. And I won the, lot, the job lottery and I got it. Um, so I was actually, it wasn't my first, I guess it was my first job as an adult because <laughs> I, <laughs> I had jobs before. Um, and that was the year and I opened my first bank account. So, but I, I thought I was going to be more of a, like, I was just going to work for a big company and, um, be a, a good employee, maybe go up the ladder. You know, I never thought about, um, you know, doing my own thing. You know, I thought I was just going to be a company person all my life. And I worked for companies until, you know, uh, like 25, 26. But um, yeah, I, I never thought I would be here, um, especially at 18 years old. I was more concerned with, oh, I'm 18 now. Well, I can open my bank account now. You know, I can get a real job now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I was... I guess getting into the working field as an adult, um, but actually like starting my own company and hiring people, you know, I, I never thought I would be here. So uh -huh. definitely a, a lot of my life experiences have led me to go away from the corporate world, I guess. But um, I don't. But it's it definitely I definitely took a turn somewhere in my life that made me decide, mm, let me see if I can do this on my own. <laughs> so, All right. Yeah. I like that. And, and that's a good perspective in, on that. And, and I like that you were able to uh, give that to the audience. Now, here, here it goes. Um, there used to be this show that was really popular when we were children. It's called 2020. Mm -hmm. It's a TV magazine that was on ABC. And I'm not plugging ABC because we're not affiliate. Okay. They, had, they, had, they had three interviewers. They had Diane Sawyer. Sawyer. They had, sorry about that, I got a little tongue-tied. They had Barbara Walters, then they had John Stossel. John Stossel did a little comedian part, but Diane Sawyer and Barbara Walters came with hard-hitting questions. So, I guess it's time to give you your Diane Sawyer question first. Okay. All right. Today. <laughs> today. Today. How has COVID-19 impacted you for the good and impacted you in a negative way. Okay. Let me give you a little, <laughs> all right. So let me give you a little insight so you can think about this. The reason I ask this question is because you're offering a service that at one point to me would have been makes way better money in person. But now with the, the whole turn to school being at home, it's kind of like children do need extra help. So I want to know personally. You know, how has this impacted you in a good and a negative way? 
All right. So, um, in a good way, um, it has forced me online <laughs> in a way uh, because all all the services we were doing were in person. Um, so, um, because everything shut down here in New York and, you know, we weren't allowed to go out in person, we were considered the only essential service, according to our governor, had to be remote. Um, so it forced me to explore a new world. <laughs> I was, you know, I was kind of thinking about it, like, oh, people were telling me, you need to get online, you need to get online, do the online tutoring. And I was like, mm, I don't know, you know, I like the in-person connection. And, uh, you know, but then COVID happened and it forced me here. <laughs> um, so, but in a, in a, in a good way. Um, so I think the fact that we are in this new online world, it's definitely opened up new opportunities, um, allowed me um, to connect with other entrepreneurs like myself and we're in the process of putting together virtual workshops, um, you know, and having something like Zoom uh, definitely is very helpful <laughs> uh, in, in doing services. Um, so it allows me to reach a, a global audience. So I can take on clients, you know, outside of my state and even outside of this country. So it definitely has opened up opportunities uh, in terms of our reach. Um, so, um, so I think that's the good thing that came out of this. The bad thing that came out is I lost a good bit of clients and even tutors uh, because I guess, you know, the online tutoring is not a good fit for them. So, you know, unfortunately they're no longer with me. Um, and it was a sudden transition. Uh, so it wasn't like I, it was, I had time to prepare. It was kind of like, that's it. And I was like, we had, I, I had to act quickly. So transitioning my tutors on, the tutors I had left over, transitioning them online, transitioning clients online, you know, the ones that were left over. So it was definitely a sudden transition. Um, uh, definitely saw a significant decrease uh, in sales. Uh, so that definitely uh, affected me as well. Um, but I guess going back to the benefit, I qualify for a lot of business aid. So I guess that's kind of the benefit. So it kind um, of weighs itself out just a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah, more. yeah. But definitely, um, yeah. And then finding people specifically um, looking for virtual services. Uh, because like now I was saying before, I'm limited in the in-person services which is a negative thing to have, uh, one of the negative effects of all this. So, so I'm forced to look for more virtual clients. Um, and then there are people who still prefer the in-person, you know, like virtual is not for everybody. And then there's the Wi-Fi connection issues. And 
um, you know, it, it's, it does have its challenges and, and especially like special education students, you know, I always worry about them, like how, how is this virtual world gonna work for, you know, someone who maybe in special ed. Um, so I think, um, so the negative effects again is some of long-term clients, you know, I lost some of those and lost some of tutors and I had to stop hiring uh, this year, unfortunately as well. Um, but then the positive is now that I'm, we're this online world is here. I feel like it's gonna stay for a while. You know, now that I know I can look for people who are comfortable online tutoring. And, you know, I could look for people again outside of my state. Zoom has definitely opened up opportunities and I can have Zoom meetings and Zoom interviews and uh, Zoom, you know, <laughs> Zoom interviews and sign contracts electronically. And so um, I've definitely experienced both sides of the coin. Okay. So Hopefully next year you know, we will be more adjusted <laughs> and be able to pick back up. And, and just your take, because this is something that like in education that I know is um, my son is actually special needs. He's autistic. Um, yeah. You know, in the schools in, in my state of West Virginia, we um, kind of already had iPads and, you know, with special needs, some of them use uh, different things for augmented stuff. Um, so he was he was good with the iPad but actually getting him to get on, he's 12 years old, to get on a laptop, he has to, he has to be more responsible, I would say. Yeah. It, took, it takes a lot of responsibility on these kids now. You know, it's a lot yeah. on you to, to do it because you have to make sure you're there to do it with a chair. Yeah. Um, so I commend you on that. That's one thing that, thank you for, for educating and mentoring the youth and adults through this yeah. pandemic because if it wasn't for people like you, because I'm not a teacher, I educate at my job because that's what I'm supposed to do at my job. But that's, yeah. I, I do that regardless. So <laughs> my education just stays in the job. And it's no good anywhere else. So yeah. that's one thing to commend you on. But there's one thing about this show that we do. And um, right. I have to ask you this because I ask okay. everyone. Um, right. in, your, in, in your city, um, I interviewed a rapper. Um, his name doesn't really matter, but pretty famous guy out of Jamaica, New York. And okay. um, this guy, has ultimate brain power. He can solve an Arubus cube in 40 seconds. Okay. All right. So the thing is, is that that's a secret of his and a hidden talent. And um, I always wondered, well, with that kind of brain power, why didn't he use that for something else? It sounds like he had an engineer in mind, but I don't question that. I'm thankful to know about the feet. So now it's your turn. What is the secret or a talent that no one knows about you? Wow. Um, and, and I'll I'll give you my whole thing. My secret is not a secret anymore because obviously I've been broadcasting for a while. I do not like the root vegetable called a beet. I do not like beets. You invite me to your house, you you're having a family gathering, and you serve beets. I'm leaving the, the event. I'm unfriending you on Facebook, and I'm blocking you on my phone because to me that vegetable is just disrespectful. You can give me parsnips, you can give me rhubarb, you can give me all these other vegetables that are not potatoes and sweet potatoes, and I will eat them. But a beet in a can, a beet 
wherever you can keep it. So you see like that right there, you know, that's a deep secret. You know, we might be friends, you serve beets and you never hear from me again. And I know that's a little quirky, but it's just for some reason, the taste, the texture of beets just doesn't sit well with me. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, all right, and I'll give you I'm another not, one. I gotta think about that. I all guess. right, think about it real quick. I'll give you another one. I had someone <laughs> that I interviewed a few weeks ago that doesn't like the sound of commercial, like the commercial sound of someone opening a can of soda, a can of beer. If she hears it on the radio, she just has to stop what she's doing because that you know that sound that the can makes. It's exaggerated. It doesn't sound like that in real life, but we all know that sound, and for some reason, it just bothers her. Well, just said that's kind of quirky too, but that's something that nobody knew about her, you know. So I was like, yeah, that's kind of out there. And then another person did something crazy. Uh, not crazy to me, but it would be crazy to someone else. She goes into Goodwills and these other stores. She'll buy paintings, right? And then she'll put rhinestones and glitter on them. She'll cover the paintings up and then she'll resell them. <laughs> <laughs> and I still laugh about that one because I'm like, who takes that much effort to do it? Those rhin she must be making pretty good money with those rhinestones. <laughs> and, and glitter and stuff, you know. So. I mean, I, I guess the best thing that I could come up with is, I mean, I recently found out I'm, I'm allergic to dogs. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, it's funny, too, because I had a dog for 17 years, and I don't know, I guess, you know, and then my dog passed away, and, you know, like, I, and then what, maybe, like, 10 to 15 years later, didn't really think about it. And then whenever I was around dogs, you know, I was always sneezing, asthmatic. Uh, and then I always noticed that whenever I was around dogs, and then one day I just decided, you know, let me get an allergy test and lo and behold. <laughs> so okay. maybe it, it developed later in life. I don't know, but yeah, you know, this that's, is a, that's a little like, odd. You know, nine months ago, <laughs> I yeah. found out. You know, okay, so I'm allergic to dogs. Allergic <laughs> to dogs. And you own dogs too, so that, or a dog, so that, that's very interesting there. So once again, can you tell everybody how they can reach you? Sure. All right. So I strongly prefer if you reach me through email, which is success at the step ahead tutoring services.com website is www.astepaheadtutoringservices.com Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Facebook and Instagram have the same username, astepaheadtutoringservices.com Twitter, however, has a different username. It is tutorasats. That's T-U-T-O-R a-S-A-T-S. That is Twitter. You could also call me or text me 347-762-2838. Okay. And I appreciate that. And once again, Gabrielle, I appreciate you coming on West Virginia and Commonplace. Um, the huge thing that I always ask people to do is to give a shout out to whoever they need to give a shout out to who made you who you are today. Cause we all can say that we did it on our own, but there was someone in our corner. If it wasn't someone, it was something that was in our corner 
that helped us get to where we are today. So who do you want to give a shout out to? Um, uh, uh, I mean, um, hmm. Shout out to. And you can give a shout out to everyone because <laughs> some people just do that because they say it's so many people that you don't want to miss somebody. Yeah, like shout out to everyone. I guess shout out to my church. You want to get religious? Uh, you know, shout out <laughs> to my church, St. Michael's. You know, they inspired me to become an entrepreneur. So, you know, shout out to my home church, uh, St. Michael's Spiritual Baptist Church in Brooklyn. So giving them a, a shout out there. Okay. Okay. Inspired me to be where I am. Okay. And once again, I wanted to thank you for coming on West Virginia and Commonplace. In the near future, I always tell people I like to bring people back because, you know, you're going to have a different story after COVID 19's over with. I hope so. <laughs> so. So I always leave and extend the offer to you to come back to West Virginia and Commonplace. Once again, it's been a pleasure having you on. Yes. Thank you for having me. This is wonderful. Uh -huh.